You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Welcome in one giant step week 11 edition. I going to be the prototypical radio host here that goes, how did we get to week 11 already? But here we are at Sean Morris. It's Paul Dottino the week before Thanksgiving. It's turkey hunting weekend and hopefully lion hunting weekend in the Giants case. Paul, how are you? Good morning. Well, Sean, hope you're well. And by the way, think about this for just a second, right? So the Giants are playing Dallas on Thanksgiving. And they're playing Detroit now as we prepare the stuffing and mashed potatoes. Because if this isn't a back-to-back Thanksgiving flavor, I don't know what is. It totally is. It totally is. And it's so funny. When the the schedule was first coming out, I totally forgot that Detroit came here. And when everybody had said the Giants, you know, that, hey, Giants are playing on Thanksgiving, I did that quick look. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, they're going to play the Lions. I never in a million years accounted for the (laughs) Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Because, Paul, and we can talk about this more next week, but think about it. I mean, I've been on this earth. 35 years going to go in 36 years. You a few years on me. The yeah. Giants feel like a team that should have played the Cowboys multiple times on Thanksgiving by now and just never have here in my life. They've had the one-line game, the LT game, and if that's been a bunch of these night games that have rolled in here, it's kind of incredible that we're looking ahead to a game in Dallas on Thanksgiving that it's so unusual considering the fact that they played Washington, they played Philly, but it's never the Giants in that spot. You understand that the fact that we even mentioned that Dallas game would have Brian Dable smack us both upside of the head. Of course. We're looking ahead, of course. But you know what? Brian Dable would slap us in the head, but don't tell me that there's not some players like a Daniel Jones that haven't kind of looked and at least watched a little film ahead because you have to cheat a little bit on a Thursday game. We hear that all the time, Paul. So we can't completely act like you don't look ahead because it's nature. You almost have to when it's a Thursday night game. But that being said, we get into this Lion game here. And I know that we understand the Lions record and they've won two straight games, but let's face it, the wins versus the Packers and Bears, you know, they had flaws filled with the other teams. But I guess that's part of the NFL. You can make that case for some of the Giant wins this year as well. Paul, I I, by no means, spoiler alert, I'm not going to pick the Giants to lose this game. I do have to say, as I look ahead, there is a little bit of an element of nervousness I have as a fan entering this game that this is definitely not a layup. I am a little concerned by how many points the Lions can score, but on the flip side, you know, 
the Giants got to score points here. I know they're going to muck it up and they're going to play to their style, but this game, I, I am certainly not chalking it up like the Texan game where it's a definite assumed win by any means. Yeah, I agree with you. I've always thought that during this two-game stretch against subpar teams, Houston and Detroit, that Detroit would be more of the psychological trap game, if you will, in addition to understanding that the Lions have a much more talented and explosive offense than Houston does, thereby making them more dangerous. You're talking about a team that has scored 40 points once this year and in the 30s three times. The Giants haven't scored in the 30s. Yeah. Not I mean, once. Again, they haven't scored in the 30s since the day my oldest daughter was born. Okay. It's been okay. a long time now. She's about to turn three. So, I mean, we keep calling for the Giants to score 30. You would think at some point this year in this kind of NFL, they would have to score 30. Maybe that is this kind of week. But again, you start to look at all the numbers and the breakdown and watch the tape. And I know you do this so well, Paul. Here we are, and I, it's almost like crazy. It feels like the Giants keep running into teams where the number one topic of conversation is they have trouble stopping the run. I, I mean, this has happened with Houston. It's happened with other teams previously on the schedule. And then you look up. I feel like every week they're playing the same team that's ranked in the same position and stopping the run. The Lions struggle with stopping the run. Oh, by the way, what do the Giants do? Great. They run the heck out of the ball. And it feels like we keep getting to the end of these on the previews. The fantasy reality, hey, well, look at their job versus the run. It's got to be a Saquon Barkley day. And here we are, Paul, another game that looks exactly like that from a schematic standpoint. You know, think about it, Sean, right? Doesn't it make sense, though, because the Giants are lined up against a bunch of these, quote, subpar teams. And as you say, there's that one common denominator. But what does every head coach and defensive coordinator always tell you the first key to success is? We've got to stop the run. Okay, this is the proof for those people out there who still don't believe that, who still think that you've got to have that dynamic pass rusher on the edge, that you've got to have the shutdown corner who's going to come up with 10 interceptions. Let this be a lesson to you. You still have to stop the run uh, first. Look why Philly lost on Monday night, Paul. They couldn't stop Bingo. the run. And all the way, they're signing our old friend Linval Joseph because they're looking ahead to the schedule. They need to stop yeah. the run. And by the way, no Giants, Giants still doing that well with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Okay, so let's talk about the offense first in this game before we get into the defensive side of the ball and some of the, you know, the problems that Detroit could create on that side because that's clearly their strength. But on the defensive side of the ball, we talked about the key to stopping the run and the Giants, hey, Look, they're going to feed the beast that is Saquon Barkley. But, Paul, you mentioned just a little while ago about Brian Dable slapping us upside the head and not looking ahead. Do you think that there's an element here where we might see a little less Saquon with the knowing that they're going to have to bounce back with a big division game on a short week? I have been thinking the very same thing, Sean. Uh, Gary Brightwell, in his very, very limited opportunities this year, has shown that he can run physically between the tackles. And we all know Matt Breida can play. Let's right. not kid ourselves. Matt oh, Breida is a quality NFL back. Every time he's touched the ball for the Giants, he's he's had a positive play. Even if it's been in limited, you know, we haven't felt like Matt Breida has been a negative whenever he's touched the ball, put it that way. Right. So it would not surprise me that in situational football, as coaches like to say, we will see some of Brightwell and some of Breida both, I believe, on Sunday. And certainly, if the Giants are fortunate enough to have the game kind of in their grasp, I think you'll even see more of those guys in the fourth quarter. And I'm sure that that would be a luxury Brian Dable would very much welcome. Yeah, and and 
when it comes to passing the ball, obviously, in this game, it's not to say that you can't pass the ball on the lines. You surely can. I mean, they really don't stop anything. They're just so no. porous uh, stopping the run. We keep talking about, are the Giants going to find a formula to get more passing yardage up? I mean, everything Daniel Jones has been asked to do, he's done. He's not turning the ball over, and he's making these big passes in the face of pressure. His third down efficiency rate has been unbelievable. You know, there was the clip in the sights and sounds the Giants put out of uh, Saquon Barkley turning to Darius Slayton. Did you see that? But he said, I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> and Darius Slayton gives him, well, now, if you didn't know, now you know. Uh, I wonder, as we look ahead here and we see Slayton making plays like this. Uh, oh, by the way, Kenny Galladay's appeared on the injury report with a different different kind of injury who knows what what's going on there do you think that we're going to see more heavy doses of Slayton maybe more Hodgins involved as he showed last week and that this might be the week where play action against the Lions team that can't stop the run really starts to trip them up and you get a few more bigger passing opportunities for the Giants than maybe we would think game plan was well when you consider that Detroit has the worst defense in the NFL at over 415 yards a game uh, as I as I check over here, I scan my numbers, 31st against the run, 27th against the pass. I mean, 32nd in defending third downs at over 51%. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the only thing that I can say to comfort you a bit, Sean, and that is this. If the Lions do wind up putting some decent amount of points against this Giants D, the Giants should be able to get into that track meet against this Lions defense. They really should. Yeah. I don't think they have to, but I think they should be able to if they need to. Now, Slayton, I want to mention something here because it's kind of been lost in the shuffle. Among qualifiers in the National Football League, Darius Slayton is now tied for third in the NFL, averaging 17.2 yards per catch. Okay? I know he's had a couple of big long ones in there that kind of helped out the average, but Slayton in this last month and a half, has legitimately reinserted himself into the conversation when you talk about effective receivers in this league. Yeah. And, and he's holding he's on to the ball. Him. He's holding on to the feed ball. Him. He's catching the ball. I mean, he's had his feed drop. Him. Feed him. Yeah. So I Keep agree. I, I, I think and, and as far as and as far as uh, as far as the rest of the offensive attack, we saw Cager catch the touchdown last week. I don't know if Hodgins is going to be a bigger part of this offense this week or not. But I'm going to give you a little tip because you're going to ask me about the fantasy player later on. I'm going to say this may be the week where you see a little more Wandale Robinson. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. Yep. I mean, 